On today's show, Memphis finds another way to win without Ja Morant. How good is that squad? Plus, Miami melts down again against a team that doesn't have their stars. And we'll be playing our favorite game every single week, Count It Up, where we play the most fun, interesting things in the NBA. Nick Angstead, Path the Designer on today's Locked On NBA. Let's go. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome. You are locked on to the NBA. My name is Nick Angstead, host of the Locked On Mavericks podcast. Thanks for making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. Remember, NBA Locked On NBA is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Subscribe to the show, watch daily. We've got great stuff every single day. Plus, our Locked On Now podcast is there. And joining me for the first time. The new host, new co-host of Locked On Bulls, Pat the Designer. What you got for me, Pat? Hey, man, I'm just glad to be here. Glad that it was a great night of basketball and uh, I didn't have to watch my Bulls get blown out. <laughs> Always a good night when like the thing that you're hating the most just continues to happen to you. Yeah, yeah you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> great night in the association. 11 games on the docket. We have no time to, <laughs> to try and get into anything else. Yeah. First up. Brooklyn, Net, Brooklyn Nets got news that Kyrie Irving is going to be able to play in home games soon, or they think he's going to be playing in home games soon. Ordinance has changed. They're making an exception for athletes, entertainers, things like that. So Kyrie Irving should soon be able to play in home games. That does not make him eligible for games in Toronto, though. So that is still on the table for playing games. But Kyrie Irving scores 43. KD goes off for 35, 11, and 8. But it did not matter, Pat. John Morant out. For the Memphis Grizzlies, they uh, they end up going down. Brooklyn went down 18. Then they outscored Memphis 24 to 13 to end the third quarter. And it didn't matter because Memphis just came back. And this team has just proven to be time and time again so resilient. They find a way to get the lead back in the fourth quarter and just go on a run and keep it. It was uh it was incredible to, to watch this team, to see this team with Dylan Brooks back, scoring 21 points, playing good defense himself. Jaron Jackson playing incredible defense. You had some more scoring from Desmond Baines hitting six threes. You had DeAnthony Melton hitting six threes. Uh, Brandon Clark with big buckets in the fourth quarter. Like This team just finds new ways to win every single day. Yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head, man. Um, when you mentioned the defense, watching that game, they were on a string. They they were in front. Now, listen, Kyrie Irving is a savant on the offensive end, and he's absolutely going to be somebody that can get it going no matter what on his 30th birthday, by the way, getting the job done, dropping big buckets. But it's one of those things about timely buckets, how you make things tough on Kyrie, when you make things tough on Kyrie. Kyrie kind of had spurts where he was getting a ton of buckets at a time. And then you would see Memphis adjust. You would see, and defensively, they continued to adjust. And, and once they kind of got a hold of that lead, Brooklyn tried to fight their way back into it, but it just wasn't enough. And, and I got to give kudos to, to Jaron Jackson. Got to give kudos. And, of course, just knocking down shot after shot is Desmond Bain, the big fella. Who, <laughs> Hey, if y'all watch the postgame show of that where <laughs> he, he's getting interviewed by Malika Andrews, nobody wanted to square up with him. That's all you need to know about Desmond Bain. <laughs> He's like, yeah, let me let me flex and run yeah, through this mob. Saying? And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, sure, Desmond. Whatever you want to do, man. Like, <laughs> go for it. Do we believe in this Memphis team? Because I've had a hard time all year. And yes, you know, I cover the Mavs and I, I look at them and I say, man, I just don't think, I just don't believe this team can like win a title this year, right? I mean, that's what we're talking about, how good this team has been. Um, since January 1st, best record in the NBA, Grizzlies, 
or since um yeah, Grizzlies twelve and two. Like this yeah. Grizzlies team has been so good yeah. in this stretch. Um, one of the best records in the NBA since this the turn of the year, and I still kind of don't believe them, and I don't know why. Why do I not believe in this team? Uh, I think it's just we we don't believe in youth and inexperience, but I think the days of that is over with. You know what I'm saying? Like, listen, you you added Chris Paul to a team that that was filled with youth and inexperience, and right now mm. without Chris Paul on that team in Phoenix, they're still killing the game. You got a mm. lot of that in, down here in Memphis as well. Memphis came in. Uh, and just having that playoff experience from last season, having that little taste of it really propelled them. They already had the talent in place. They added added some nice pieces in the offseason. I, I really think that just looking at this Memphis team, you look at what they did tonight, that's this team on a normal basis defensively, and then you throw the fact that Ja Morant is on top of that. Like, like to me, this Memphis team reminds me of those Denver Nuggets teams we always talked about as, hey, they're good, but they don't really have a superstar, except this team has a superstar mm. in Ja Morant. And I think, to me, they are a championship contender, and I think they're a real threat that if they can get through the Phoenix Suns and the Golden State Warriors, they're a real threat to win the championship because this is the class of the Eastern Conference whether they're in the eighth seed or not and you saw and, and they they've lost five straight to Memphis in this series so you saw how they've handled that you're saying that Steven Adams is the Chris Paul of this situation that he he's the veteran that got added <laughs> I mean hey listen listen I love me some Steven Adams I'm not gonna lie to you he's he's an anchor down low but but for me just having Having that that Ja Morant type player, that superstar that you can rely on, that you can lean back on, with a bunch of guys that are really good players. Steven Adams really good. Jaron Jackson really good. They've proven to win on their own. They've won a ton of games without Ja Morant. Yeah, yeah, and then throw Ja back on that. They're fifteen and two without Ja Morant in the lineup. So I I I love with I love this Memphis team. I love Ja Morant. I'm riding with them. I think they have a real shot at the title this season. Another team that thought they had a shot at the title is the Miami Heat. They may still have it, but they lose 104 to 118 to the Golden State Warriors. So let's give our shout-outs to the Golden State Warriors for now. They were without Steph Curry, Clay yep. Thompson, yep. Draymond Green. Mm. Uh, obviously, James Wiseman still out. Andre Iguodala still out. And uh, they got contributions, 22 points from Wiggins, Kuminga, 22 points from Damian Lee, 30 points from the guy Jordan Poole, seven threes for him, nine assists for Jordan Poole. They just had a collective effort where they just – Kind of, they played the game that they had been playing before Clay Thompson came back. This team yep. feels like they have two modes. It was like before Clay and then after Clay, you know, after yep. Clay because they were trying to get him integrated back. And then all of a sudden, shot, shot numbers started going down for all these guys. Poole got less shots, Wiggins got less shots. And this is a game where everybody gets all the shots they want and then they, yeah. they win in this resounding fashion against this Heat team. I, I mean, you, again, we, we talked about the defense of Memphis. The defense of the Golden State Warriors, these young guys yeah. were out there legitimately clamping up everything the Miami Heat wanted to do. Yeah, the, the, the scores look nice when you look at it. Jimmy Butler with 25, or uh, Kyle Lowry with 26, Bam Adebayo with 25, Jimmy Butler with 20. But if you watch the flow of that game, it was hard buckets the entire time the, the the Golden State Warriors did an excellent job defensively and you got Jordan Poole on the other side who's a guy who got a ton of the tick when uh Clay Thompson was out so he's got the experience now he's got the hey listen I know what to do when I get in the game he's not confused yeah. coming into the game so seeing him flourish tonight was not surprising to me at all seeing him knock down some of the threes that he knocked down not gonna lie some of those were like <laughs> hey take the ball and he's like bailing it out it banks off he did it like twice in a row like okay like, okay it's your night you're being ridiculous right now Jordan Poole relax a little bit brother <laughs> 
chill. Chill, Jordan. Yeah. I, someone I, I, someone else that may need to chill. <laughs> Third quarter, the Warriors built a 19-point lead. They go on a 13-0 run to start. It ends up being a 19-0 run to start the third quarter. 13-0 run to start. Duh. Timeout is called. Miami goes into a timeout, and they do this thing. They've been doing this thing, and a lot of teams do this, where the coaches kind of talk over here, and they let the players just sort of talk amongst themselves, especially a veteran team like this. You got, you know, Haslam that's been yeah. there for four decades or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, they're the veteran guys that have been around. And all of a sudden, Jimmy Butler and, and Udonis Haslam just start getting into it. They just start, you know, there's fingers being pointed. Jimmy Butler's yeah. being held back. Udonis Haslam is standing up. And then all of a sudden, Spo comes back in. It's Eric Spolstra, the head coach of the Miami Heat, gets back into the huddle, and he starts jawing at, at, at Jimmy Butler. And they start going back and forth. And there's just, to me, hilarious videos going around of Spo yeah. saying, you want to fight me? You want to fight me? Just like going back and forth with Jimmy yeah. Butler. Markeith Morris. Markeith Morris is holding back Eric Spolstra. What kind of a situation and a, an altercation you have to be in for Markeith Morris to be the holding back guy? Uh, uh, after, I, after the game, Bam Adebayo said on seeing Butler and Udonis Haslam go at it, quote, we're brothers. We're going to get through this. This is us at practice. So it just so happened that it happened in a game. Yeah. Good sign or bad sign that this is just normal every day for the Miami Heat. Oh, this is this has always been Jimmy Butler. He he told you when he was in Philly, this is the kind of uh, uh, animosity that he thrives off of in practice. It can't can't figure out why. You know, Tom Thibodeau screaming at him the entire time. Joe Kim Noah ready to break his neck every turn. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can't understand why Jimmy Butler is this way. I love but, when Bulls fans start talking about Tibbs. Big Dave used to do it all the time. And yeah, just like, it, yeah, no, it's just, it's just it I can't I can't understand why he, Jimmy's such an angry guy sometimes. <laughs> but I I fully get it. You know what I'm saying? Like. This is absolutely Jimmy Butler in practice. I have no doubt this is how the Miami Heat's practices go. We already have heard that Jimmy Jimmy goes at Bam the same way. I think this was a lack of respect, though. You kind of you kind of hear where uh, where Jimmy kind of a little bit gets out of line. There's there's a there's another uh, video where it's behind somebody snapchatting it. I think yeah, we're, and, go, and we're and going see, deep and like lip reading. And trying you know to what I'm saying? Out. No, I, I'm literally <laughs> tagging people on Twitter. Like somebody <laughs> explained to me what Spo said here, and I think it was the same thing you said. You know, you want to fight? You're mad that I won't fight you. And you see Jimmy say something back, and it's at that point you see UD kind of step in and be like, "Hey, listen, we're not doing that. You want to fight somebody? We can go back to the locker room. It's whatever you want to do." You want to fight somebody, fight me, and I will F you up. I want you to understand that. You know what I mean? So, like, to <laughs> Who's me, money? That, that, that's, that's UD setting the line. And yeah. and th those are moments to me where, like, I looked at that and I was like, I could absolutely see Miami coming back and winning this game after something like that did. happens. You know what I'm saying? They don't end up doing it. Golden State holds on to it, gets the job done uh, behind a, some, some great shooting from Jordan Poole, like I said. But – those moments for me, looking at that team, I fully think that hey, that's the that's the kind of Miami Heat practices. I could see them going on a run after this, and that being the moment that sparks this whole thing, just because it's so public now. Didn't happen. <laughs> didn't happen in this one. Now they've lost a game, back to back games. The Sixers without Joel Embiid and, and Harden, and now yeah. the Warriors without their big three. Yeah. Um, maybe just two trap games, but definitely something to monitor with this Miami team. And how they respond after this dust-up, because you know everyone's going to be talking about this. No one's been talking about Miami, it feels like, all year. But now this is the thing that's going to get people to start talking about it. And I'm really interested to see how they respond.
Don't be uh, surprised if this isn't strategic either. I think they're trying to avoid Brooklyn at all costs. I'm not going to lie to you. Don't be surprised if this ain't a little bit strategic. Little action? They say throw a little fight in there. You know what I'm saying? Make it look good. Make it look like we're fighting for this thing. Uh, you know, Ringo on the Windy City Breeze is, is a is a Miami guy. He's like, we're, we're trying to avoid him at all costs. I'm not going to lie to you. We're trying to drop. <laughs> we're trying to drop. <laughs> Second seat would be great. A team that wants the second seed, that wants the first seed, wants all of it. Boston Celtics. We'll talk about them versus Utah. Boston, just an absolute dominating performance. Are they a contender now? We'll talk about them and more coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about something you need in your life. And it's called Truebill. Truebill has you covered for all of your subscriptions. I know I have these subscriptions all the time and I forget about them. I sign up for a trial. I'm like, oh, sure. Paramount Plus. I'll, I'll use that. I never use it, and then all of a sudden, I have it for a while. Yeah. Truebill is a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't want, need, or simply forgot about. On average, they help people save up to $720 a year. Pat, you can use $720, right? I could use $720. Who can't? Who can't use that? Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. you got to go right now to Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Their concierges are there to help you. They'll cancel your subscriptions for you. How easy is that? Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Also, new sponsor of the channel, NBA Top Shot. Yes, you guys remember NBA Top Shot, right? People were getting all worked up about the packs and about collecting. Hey, you can get into that too. It's not just something for the people that can stand in line and go to the events and all that. NBA Top Shot is the officially licensed NFT of the NBA. They connect a community with hundreds of thousands of NBA fans as a natural, natural progression of fantasy sports, a way to upgrade your experience. They have all kinds of games and stuff now. There's fantasy elements into it. You go there, you check out some of these moments, you buy some packs, and you never know. You could get a pack of, you know, a Zach Levine great moment, a DeMar DeRozan game winner. You could get a the Spencer Dinwiddie game winner. They are popping packs all the time and trying to get new moments. You want to own that moment. You want to you want to check out uh, Top Shot. So go check it out. They have challenges. It's the best way to learn to earn exclusive moment NFT rewards. You can complete challenges. Uh, participate in the fantasy element of it. And if you sign up today, the best way to start is by getting yourself a starter pack. Just start straight up. If you you know you can pull an NFT superstar like LeBron, KD, Luca, stars, you know rookies like Cade or Evan Mobley just for nine bucks. If you didn't pull your favorite player from the starter pack, you can snag moments from the marketplace. People are selling stuff all the time. Go check it out. NBA Top Shot, taking it to the top. All right, Pat the designer. Let's get into the rest of the games in the association. A lot of stuff happening. The Utah Jazz. <laughs> they did have a lead. <laughs> They had a two-point lead early in this game, but Boston took control at the 10-minute, 42-second mark in the first quarter, and, Pat, they never turned back. They never looked behind them. They just kept going on ahead. This is what this Boston team has done. They are now uh, – they have an incredible record in March. I think they have one loss, and I think it may be to a team in Dallas. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, but this team is just playing incredible basketball right now. Jason Tatum, his last 10 games, 34 points, seven boards, five assists on average, shooting – 53-45-90. but better than that. Boston is 9-1 in their last 10 games. Boston didn't miss a shot in this game until the four-minute mark of the first quarter. Basically, yeah. the, first, the first eight minutes of this game, they didn't miss a shot. They started out 28-2, to or 28-12, and they didn't look back. Um, Boston, are they a finals contender? Are you believing in Boston after they started not so great at the beginning of the year? Uh, I don't know if I'd say that 
they're a finals contender just yet. You know what I'm saying? If you look at the Boston streak, they've beaten a lot of teams. They've been dominant going down this stretch. Not to say, not to take anything away from them. You can only beat the teams that are on your schedule. But there was a lot of teams that that were subpar that that can get you moving in the right direction. And it worked out for them at the time of season for their schedule that they did. Uh, Coming into tonight's game, Utah's a very beatable team, dog. Utah's one of those teams that I look at. My Bulls didn't beat them. But Utah's one of those teams that I look at (laughs) as a – um, like, like they're good enough to be competitive, but they're not good enough to put them over the Say top. The and so like, Say the F word. They're frauds. I, you know what? You I, ready? I don't like, Are you going there? I don't like saying fraud. Like, that's the new thing around the NBA, right? Like, yes. oh, they're frauds. Who's, they're who's frauds. Like, fraud? they're, right. they're, they're a fourth seed. They beat 40-something teams this year. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm not going to say they're a fraud. They just might not be a championship contender. There's levels to this, baby. We're working our way up. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> – the Boston Celtics are working their way through those levels, and this is the thing. Games like this absolutely help you moving forward. Would I see them in the finals? I think there's a lot of tough competition in the Eastern Conference. You got to go through Boston. I don't know if they have the firepower. Or go through Boston. You got to go through Brooklyn. They do. I don't. I don't <laughs> know if they have the firepower to get through Brooklyn. Uh, I think Miami could play them really well. I think that the Bulls in a first round matchup would actually play them really well. I understand we're going through some tough times right now, but I still think that we would match up with them really well. And and to me, like to say that they're a finals contender. They got a lot more teams to beat, and they got to beat a lot more teams that are better than the Utah Jazz. I'm not going to lie to you. They have more wins than anybody but the Heat in the Eastern Conference. Like, this team, this team, all, and, and they started not that, right? At one point, they were out of the play-in. This team was. They were yeah. playing so bad. I believe in this Boston Celtics team now. Like, they have convinced me at this point, the way that they've played, because I think they have enough answers for all the things that you're going to want in a playoff series, the way that this team can defend that changes something for you in the playoffs, right? Cause then all of a sudden you have, all right, we can throw out a lineup with both Horford and Rob Williams, right? Yeah. Time Lord out there and Al Horford as bigs out there. Hey, guess what? We can take either of those guys out and play Tatum and Brown at those four spots. We can play Marcus smart on almost anybody on defense, right? They have all these different guys that they can throw out there to defend. And then, as long as Tatum is shooting the way that he is and Brown can score on a you know secondary level and they get con- contribution from just like one other guy, they can win pretty much any game that they're in. I believe in them because I'm, I'm starting to not believe in this Heat team. I'm starting to not believe in the Sixers team. Uh, the Bulls team hasn't beat anybody in the top three yet this season at all. Um, the Bucks are, I'm, I'm waiting on, you know, the Bucks to, to finally like come out and say, hey, this is us. Like that's the one team that I think could definitely beat the Celtics. But yeah. other than that, I'm like, hey, you know, in a, a seven-game series, anything can happen, and I'm, I'm starting to believe in this Celtics team. I think the big question mark with the Celtics is, is still the same question mark has been. You know, we, we see Marcus Smart, but but the real question for me is who's going to be that, that point guard that, that settles them down, that leads the way for them? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I look at this I team mean, and I look Tatum. at the team. I, it's, it sounds good, but but – to me, you know, I, I look at a lot of the, the guys around the league that they're going to have to guard. Listen, Jason Tatum's got to be a real cog defensively going up against Kevin Durant. When you're playing Kevin Durant on the other side of that thing, if you yep. get to that point, you know what I'm saying? It's not it's not as easy to do it on the offensive end and keep being the facilitator and the shooter and the dominant scorer and the guy that's breaking defenses down when you got to defend the best player in the, in the NBA on the other side of that. Same thing goes against Giannis, same thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot more load that comes in the playoff, especially when it comes into a half-court set. And so I think it's going to be interesting to see this Boston team. I think not having that guy at the point guard position that I'm like, yeah, that's that's the dominant player right there. That's gonna, I think that's going to hurt them in the playoffs. Absolutely. 
Um, speaking of getting hurt in the playoffs, the Utah Jazz lose this game. They just did not come out and have anything. They shot 22% from three. Mitchell had 37. Nobody else really seemed to, to make an impact. Rudy yeah. Gobert just you know, had zero blocks in this game. He was, a, he was a minus 10, which is like the it was the highest plus minus of anybody in the starting lineup. But um, I, we're grasping at straws at this point. Now, Utah loses. The Dallas Mavericks beat the Houston Rockets without Luka Doncic. Dinwiddie and Brunson just took over in this game. They have become the duo that has been awesome to be this, you know, second and tertiary ball handlers off of Luka. Uh, and so now Utah and the Mavs are tied. Pat, who's finishing with home court advantage, and who would you pick in a playoff series right now? Utah versus the Mavs. Now, this is not just to hype you up because uh, you're on here from Locked On Maps. Shout out to that great podcast. Go give that a listen. Hey. Um, the Dallas Mavericks. And and for the reason that they're, for some reason, in Dallas, and, and you can speak to this better than I can, is a stigma that when players play there, they disappear like it's New Orleans or it's one of these. And it's not. Like, Luka Doncic is one of the best players if not arguably the best player in the NBA this season we haven't even heard his name mentioned in, in MVP conversation and Luca wasn't there tonight nope <laughs> and they dominated the game you know what I'm saying granted versus a Houston Rockets team that basically is just like we give up we're sorry we even showed up to this game you can have the win but <laughs> it still their offense felt like that in the third quarter <laughs> oh yeah it's, it's bad out there you know what I'm saying uh, I, that that's another thing don't don't get me started on the tankathon that that has become that that's just a joke out there in Houston with what they're doing but I think the biggest thing for you guys and weirdly enough right I feel like this is the most even trade we saw at the trade deadline you yeah. guys getting back Spencer Dinwiddie is huge takes the pressure off of what Luca actually has to do and then he can still do it and he still has the ability to do it uh, Spencer Dinwiddie coming out tonight with 26 points on 8 for 13 shooting and 4 for 6 from the 3 point line I'm so happy that Spencer Dinwiddie is finally getting his chance to start and shine consistently and i think that i i I would go with this mavs team over utah any day but like i said the 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 utah team is is confusing like rudy gobert is a great piece in the middle but if i got a big that shoots threes i just negated rudy gobert like if i got a if i got a team of three-point shooters guess what rudy gobert doesn't come become a factor in this anymore so like to me i'd have to go with their mavs over uh, uh getting the home court advantage I would as well. We talked a lot about Spencer Dinwiddie on Lockdown and on Lockdown Mavs today. So if you want to go check out that show, go listen to that. But, uh, but yeah, and I think that that home court is available for either of these teams, right? And honestly, the way the Warriors are playing, you know, and with Steph still out, like it, yeah. it's not impossible for those two teams to make up three games. So this is not locked in yeah. as the four or five, but it has been for a while, and so that's going to be an interesting matchup. I'm looking forward to my crossover episode before the, the playoffs with, with David Locke, uh, my boss. I'm looking, for, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be interesting. But, uh, yeah, Mavs get a win. Jazz lose. They're tied now for 4-5, um, for and we'll see what happens moving forward. And moving forward for us, coming up, Phoenix does a thing that Phoenix does. And I've got a name for it. And uh, this team is just absolutely incredible. And then we'll play our favorite game every single week. Count it up where we counted up the most interesting, fun things in the NBA around the night tonight. We'll talk about that and more coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. All the props, odds, and lines that you want. College basketball is here. They have all kinds of stuff that you can go check out. Go check out all the lines and stuff that they have right now. You can check out, uh, there's baseball stuff. There are baseball odds. Baseball is back at this it. point. That is, ins- that is insane to me that, that baseball is now back. It never felt like they were going to come over. Um, okay, over under the number of number one seeds that will reach the final four. 
One and a half. Under. Under. So just one. So you think one number one makes it? Yeah. NCAA tournament most outstanding player. Drew Timmy is plus 400. Uh, you got Chet Holmgren is plus 1,200. Jaden Ivey is plus 1,400. A couple other guys in there. Um, where's the guy from Where's the guy from St. Peter's? Where's, there where's Doug? He's not on here. Paolo Banchero's on here, plus 3,300. Lots of other stuff you can check out at Bet Online. They have it all covered for you. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts and it don't end. All right, Pat, more games in the NBA. Lots of stuff to still get to. Having fun here on a Thursday. Locked on NBA. The Phoenix Suns beat the Minnesota Timberwolves. And if you looked at the final score, you would say, oh, it's just, you know, the Suns coasted to a victory. And it was just a normal Suns game, 125 to 116. They just went out there and scored. They're one win away from 60 wins, which is just. <laughs> if you look at the amount of games that, like, Chris Paul has played and Booker and Ayton, like, the yep. amount of games they've played together, that just doesn't seem possible. But this is a game where um, Minnesota led for 40 minutes. Yeah. How mad would you be if you led this game for 40 minutes and then you end up losing it by double digits? Or, um, yeah, almost double digits. Yeah, yeah, double digits. And uh, so you, just, you look at this game uh, in the fourth quarter, eight and at 11, Booker at 11, Shamit had 10 points. On, on Minnesota's side, Beasley had 10 points in the fourth quarter. No one else on Minnesota even had over four points. In the fourth quarter, that's Towns, that's Aiton, that's that's uh, um, D'Angelo Russell. None of those guys had over four points. Aiton finished with a career-high 35 points. And I'm calling this thing where the Suns are kind of like hanging around, hanging around, but they just aren't winning. And then all of a sudden, they just blitz you in the fourth quarter. I'm calling it a sunburn. <laughs> the, the Timberwolves got sunburned in this game. 15 times this season, yeah. Phoenix was losing at the end of the third quarter and came out and won the game at the end. Phoenix has not lost a game this season when they're winning after the third quarter. The fourth quarter is owned by this Phoenix Suns team, and they're my favorite to win the title right now. There's just nobody else that's close to them the way that they've played this year. I I would I would say that, you know, I got a little more love for Memphis than you do, but looking at this Phoenix team and how they're able to come back, how resilient they are, how, how they're always looking to fight their way back into this thing, man, like – it almost feels like they're making the game entertaining for them, doesn't it? Like, like we hear about Michael Jordan back in the day, how the Bulls would just be like, oh yeah, yeah let him. He kind, makes up players. Let him kind of win. Yeah, and they, they they're just doing stuff. Let him. And then when we need to win, you know, throw Jordan back in there, see what happens. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of how this feels with this Phoenix Suns team at this point. But I mean, looking at this game tonight, I'm not surprised that Phoenix won this game. Nobody should be surprised that Phoenix won this game. Minnesota's defense has been awful. All season. They've been up and down. I mean, I'm not surprised that Phoenix went on a run in this game to close it out at the very end. Like Minnesota has been going on this run since December. Their defense is 11th in the NBA. And when I saw that, I was shocked because I thought the same thing as you. I'm like, this defense is terrible. They've actually been playing really good defense. But when it matters, it doesn't feel like this team can like lock up, right? It doesn't feel like thing. this team can lock up. And it doesn't feel like it to me, it doesn't feel like Kat and D'Lo and Ant Edwards are mature enough in their career yeah. yet or they just aren't the type of players that are going to step up in these big moments when the Mavs played them the other night it just didn't feel like anybody stepped into that moment right Towns it felt like he tried to at times against the Mavs but in this game it just didn't feel like anybody was really going out there and trying to you know trying to win except for Beasley Beasley's the guy on the, not the, I'll take shots like I'll take yeah. all the shots 
Um, and and that's three the thing, shots you know, for three shots for Edwards, one shot for Towns in the fourth quarter. Like, what, yeah. what are we doing? Well, that that's the thing to me. You know, you you look at this game and and who do you, who has to be your guys that lock it down? They have to be your leaders on the team. Right now, your leaders are Aiton. Are Aiton? Right now, your leaders are uh, 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 Towns and and. Russell all of a and I can't think of people's names. Uh, and, I mean, it's Pat Beverly. Pat Beverly's like their leader. I, I every every time out, I was watching. I was watching yeah. Minnesota, and he's the dude that's that's talking the whole time. He's their he, leader. He, like, he's he's their anchor, right? He's their anchor. But you have to have Edwards. You have to have Cat buying in on the defensive end as well for things to work for you. And when when DeAndre Ayton could set his career high, his career high, yeah. 35 and 14. When he comes out and he does that against you as a big man, that's demoralizing. And this was their plan. They put Jared Vanderbilt against Aiton. And so Cat or Aiton had we keep we keep confusing Cat and Aiton, but Aiton had so many hook shots. Like he just yeah. kept throwing hook shots. Like I saw somebody tweet out that now this season, um Aiton has one more hook shot than he's made dunks this year. He has 86 hook shots and 85 dunks this year. I thought that was an incredible stat. Um, he, he, but he's they put Jared Vanderbilt player. on him because Cat can't handle him. And so they put Cat right. out on somebody in the corner, and you're like, okay. And Cat even got in foul trouble there. That's, I think, it's a little Trey Youngish where you're trying to develop a defensive scheme against the team where yeah. you can't put your big man in the paint. It's just, it, it messes up your defense away. He's obviously not as bad of a defender as as Trey is, but it creates the same sort of problems in that way. Yeah, for sure. It, it, it's a problem when you, you, you're big man. We we need you out of the paint, dog. Please, please stop. Go to the go corner. Stand, honestly, go stand in the corner on Jay Crowder. Okay. <laughs> That's a problem. That's a problem. Speaking of a problem, the Los Angeles Lakers lose again to the, uh, the Philadelphia 76ers. James Harden left this game with an injury. We're still waiting on some, um, some feedback on that to see what happened with him. But this starts our favorite game every single week. Count it up. Count it up. Count it up. Count it. Count it up. The Sixers win this game. You had um, oh, Joel Embiid going for 30 and 10 with three steals, three blocks, three assists. You had James Harden. Uh, he left this game but had 24. You also had Tobias Harris finally with 20 points in this game. Count it up. Are you buying Philly? No. Count it up. How much are you buying Philly? No, almost not at all. Um, Philly, Philly's one of those teams to me that like it. The the trade sounds good. Hey, we're adding James Harden to Joel Embiid, but the pieces that need to be the pieces to make the teamwork right it's not James Harden going at you and we've seen James Harden in the playoffs that's not a recipe for success your recipe for success might lie in Joel Embiid but as a team as you said tonight 20 points from Tobias Harris that's what I need to see every night for me to believe in this Philly team, along with uh, Maxi being able to give you 20-plus points a night. That's what I need to see for this Philly team, for me to buy into this Philly team. If you're talking about James Harden is the player I need to fear, yeah, can James Harden score? Yeah, can James Harden shoot? Absolutely. Can he cross? Yes, absolutely, 100%. But I've seen James Harden in the playoffs. Guess what? Yep. What are you going to do when he disappears? They go back to Joel Embiid. By the way, James Harden did re-enter that game, by the way. He, he exited with an injury, but he did come back in the game in the fourth quarter. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm not super buying this Philadelphia team either. Um, they, yeah, it's just – it's so strange. And you're just depending so much on, first of all, James Harden. But also, how many times have we seen Doc Rivers coach teams go into the playoffs and, like, blow it? So, you're, you're banking on those two things. Like, you're hoping that those two things are both negatives and they equal out and make a positive yeah. in the playoffs. And Joel Embiid's just going to drag them 
Um, you're, you're betting on Tobias Harris a lot. You're betting on Tyrese Maxey, like a young player. There's a lot of stuff. If James Harden can't be that guy in the playoffs. And so I'm not betting on them to win the finals. They'll probably win their you know first series and they'll probably yeah. go to, you know, they may go to the Eastern conference finals. I wouldn't be surprised, but if they're in the finals and they play that, that Suns surprise. team or whoever else meets them, I'd be a little surprised for sure. Yeah. I'd be I'd be shocked, and the biggest reason is because you sent the one piece that made Joel and Embiid's life uh, a little bit more rested over to Brooklyn for to get James Harden back and Andre Drummond. By the way, he mm. had 15 and five tonight mm. in 27 minutes. Yeah, I'm not sure that DeAndre Jordan is going to be that backup that's going to make Joel Embiid <laughs> feel any better about not being on the floor. He had a dunk in this game where he he, he slammed it on on the Lakers, oh and he goes. Oh, he's like screaming his head off. And I'm like, what are you proving to anybody right now? Like Duh. you were on this, you were on the Lakers team at the, at the beginning of the year and they didn't want you and they need a center real bad. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and you saw like the Lakers look at him like for real, dude. This is like weird. really? Like, dude, we, so we know you're like, you're washed. Um, speaking of being washed, these two franchises, Orlando versus OKC, the tankathon battle of all tankathon battles. Um, Orlando. Wins the tankathon battle. OKC wins the game. Um, man, SGA, Josh Giddy, Lou Dort, Ty Jerome, and Jeremiah Robinson Earl were all out for OKC. Uh, Jalen Suggs, Wendell Carter Jr., obviously Fultz and Isaac, Jonathan Isaac are still out for Orlando. So they're everybody's sitting guys all over the place. OKC came in on a 10-game losing streak, but Orlando bailed them out early in the fourth quarter. And then Orlando was like, hey, we're just we're done. We're, we're just gonna play. Mo Wagner and whoever else, guys whose yeah. names I, I don't remember. Um, all right. Count it up. Are you a tank guy or are you don't press the basketball gods for lottery luck type of guy? This this is my thing, right? Like, the NBA's got to find a way to fix this. Like, I, 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 if your team's bad, your team's bad. If you don't have the talent to win, you don't have the talent to win. I shouldn't be looking at games that don't have the bad players already on the team that might give you a chance to win. I am so far away from a tank guy because it's the thing. You're adding a really good player, maybe, maybe, a somebody that's a game-changing player to a team that sucks. Doesn't make that big of a difference until you add about four or five of them to them. She's talking about five years of sucking. I've always said that the NBA needs to fix the whole tank thing. Man, there's no way. We're talking about right ankle soreness. Uh, <laughs> what's he got? That right uh, ankle soreness is now the I'm sitting because I'm oh yeah, it, Luka, uh, that's related uh, to Luca groin. Yeah, I'm saying that that's the new rest, so you don't get fined for. Oh, uh, he's got a he's got a groin, a knee sprain, right ankle soreness. How would he get it? Well, ate cereal that morning. <laughs> okay, did I make this name up or is this a real guy? Played 12 minutes in the fourth quarter for Orlando. Mark Doughton. Did I make the name up or is that a real, a real player guy. that played? Real guy. Oh, wait, where is Mike? That's a false guy. His name is Jeff Doughton, and he played 12 minutes for the Orlando. I was going by the last name, dog. I was going by the last name. I knew Gowton was in there. Honestly, I've never, I've never heard of him. I cover the NBA. That if I, paid for the, if I paid for that game, if I'm an Orlando Magic fan, I paid for that, and I saw that guy play the whole, the whole fourth quarter, I'd be like, hey, I'm going to tell you this right now. If you're an Orlando yeah. Magic fan and you paid for that game, you knew what you were getting. You shouldn't have. You, <laughs> you spent money on the Orlando hey, Magic. No. Orlando Magic Games only company boxes, okay? Yeah. Only company seats, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> only At this seats, point, only giveaway they, seats. They need to get him away for charity. <laughs> uh, Sacramento versus the Indiana Pacers came down to the wire in this one. Damian Jones was the answer for the Sacramento Kings, and Pat, if Damian Jones is the answer, what well, what was the question? What are we doing here? <laughs> Sacramento Kings get a win. 
25 points for Davion Mitchell, though. Count it up. How real is Davion Mitchell? 28 points in his last game against the, uh, the Phoenix Suns and a three-point loss. Now he has a 25-point game with uh, seven assists against yeah. the, the Indiana Pacers. How much do you believe and how much are you buying in Davion Mitchell? You know what? I like Davion Mitchell. I don't know if he'll be a superstar at some point, but the young fella absolutely is is belongs in this league and plays in this league. I've gotten to see him firsthand uh, go up against my Bulls. And, and really, I mean, it got to a point where I was like, is he related to Donovan? They kind of look alike. They kind of play the similar style. They kind <laughs> of at attack the same way. And some of those shots looked awful. Horrible shot selection at times as well. But, I mean, I, I really I, – I believe that his game translates well to the modern NBA. I think that he's one of those players that could be something that Sacramento's like, hey, listen, we pair this with what we've already got in the building. We might be moving in the right direction as soon as next season. I like that Alvin Gentry's giving the young fella a shot. He also defends. He defends so hard, and he's a yeah. guy that, you know, I would assume him kind of like that, right? Like he's a guard that'll defend, and you're like, okay. Yeah. I got something with this, and I can I can move forward. So I'm, I'm buying him a little bit. Yeah, I don't think I don't, don't know if he's going to be an All Star. It's obviously too early to tell at this point, but uh, that's an interesting piece that Sacramento has. Next game, a team with some interesting pieces, not not too many. <laughs> Portland Portland Trailblazers lose 96 to 133 to the Spurs. Um, San Antonio's leading scorer was Dejounte Murray with 28 points. They score 133. They got 26 from Kelton Johnson, 16 from Devin Vassell. Uh, 16 from Jakob Pertl, 15 off the bench from, oof, Josh Richardson. <laughs> Josh Richardson playing on, playing on the Spurs still, man. Yep. Um, these two situations, though, are so different. The starting you, the starting lineup for that Portland Trailblazers team is just – that's one where I get – like. If you I saw you about, out there. I you saw you on the court. <laughs> yeah, you, you were in the when corner. You I saw talking you. about tanking, I'm like, man, that starting lineup for Portland is just one of those. But going forward – Count it up. What situation would you rather be the head coach of? This Spurs team with DeJounte Murray, a young all-star. Keldon Johnson, a young, like, budding star. He had five threes in this game. Josh Primo, young, really, really young guy that they're developing. A couple other interesting pieces. Devin Vassell, Jakob Pertl. Or would you rather be the coach of the Portland Trailblazers? And next year, Dame's coming back. Josh Hart will be there. You got, you know, a couple of guys that you can maybe, you know, rely on. Anthony Simons, young, interesting guy. Nasir Little, Nurkic, maybe. And they're trying to make some moves. Who would you rather be the head coach of next year? Uh, me personally, I'd rather be the head coach of the Spurs. I think that Devin Vassell is a really good player that's underrated. He was somebody that I, I wanted my Bulls to draft. Uh, they end up going with his teammate, Patrick Williams. But he was somebody in college that shot the ball legitimately 50% from the field, 45% from the three-point line. And he's slowly, as he's gotten more tick, you're starting to see him kind of develop into that player we saw in college. On top of that, I've already got DeJounte Murray. On top of that, mm -hmm. I've already got Jacopo. Don't look at the fact that he got dunked on nasty by John Moran. Don't look at that. <laughs> Don't look at that. He's actually a really good player. He's Six actually somebody in who's this game. He, he, yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's actually somebody who's a very efficient player. He had 16 and 9 tonight. Um, and, and I think you have some really nice young pieces. And on the Portland side, I wouldn't want to be the coach of that because the ownership and, and the direction and the, the GM that, that's pushing, they're about to build the same team. Like Portland has never been known for, hey, let's go get that great free agent acquisition. 
Portland is a team yeah. that has to do it internally. They're about to put uh, uh, Anthony Simons next to in Damian this, Lillard. CJ, he's get, he's been the understudy for CJ McCollum, and now he's stepping up and he's he's getting his day on Broadway. The same and he's going to be CJ McCollum. Like not to say that that's a bad player or a bad thing, but that doesn't lead to success when you got Damian Lillard standing next to you. They're 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 similar players. Unless Dame's all of a sudden going to say, "Yeah, I'm done playing point. Let me play the two guard, and I'm just going to start chucking these things out," which which we know is not going to happen. I mean, I I I wouldn't want to be the the head coach of Portland, Chauncey. My heart goes out to you, brother. I'm I'm sorry that that was your first opportunity. I mean, you wanted it. It's on you. You you yeah, said hire did, me, but I'm sorry, Chauncey. Ben McLemore's lead you in scoring today, Chauncey. So, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's when you know it's bad. Last two games in the NBA, Atlanta loses to Detroit. What is this Atlanta team doing? They lose 101 to 122 in this game. You have Trey Young still, no John Collins. Um, yeah, no John Collins, no Danilo Gallinari. They still lose to this Pistons team. Pistons have been frisky recently. That team has been a team nobody wants to play right now. Yeah. Uh, 21 points and eight boards, four assists for Jeremy Grant. Bunch of guys coming off the bench with, with double digits for the Pistons. But we look at this Atlanta team, and then you also look at the last game in the NBA. Charlotte loses to the Knicks. Charlotte goes out there, and they lose to the Knicks 106 to 121. LaMelo Ball tried his, tried his damnedest. 32 points, nine boards, five assists for him, but they couldn't get it done. Against the New York Knicks, RJ Barrett, thirty points for him. He's been playing great, and Obi Toppin had a you know pretty good, uh, a pretty good game in this one. But if you look at those two teams, Atlanta and Charlotte, they're still slated to to play in that play-in game. It feels like we've been waiting for this play-in game for all season because they've just been sitting there. Yeah. Count it up. How confident are you that either of these teams? What, what's your confidence meter on either of these teams? Where are you leaning right now? Is it is it more uh, towards Atlanta or more towards Charlotte? Atlanta to me is. I mean, good job beating the Knicks the other night and hyping that up. Nice job on social media with that. But and then Atlanta out and losing to the Pistons. Yeah, yeah, and then they lose to the Pistons. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we hyped that up. Let, let's let's see the highlights from this game. But uh, I, I'm I'm not a believer in Atlanta mostly because they they lost John Collins and that probably is going to be through the play-in. They they would if they were going to get him back. I mean, we'd be talking about in the playoffs already, and I don't think they have enough firepower to get into the playoffs. Charlotte's interesting to me, right? I don't think Charlotte beats a Brooklyn team, but Charlotte's yeah. interesting to me, right? Because Charlotte to me matches up really, really well with that Toronto team. So it it's a game, dog. It's a it's March Madness in the NBA. One game for it's a teams. game. Anybody can have a game. I I, I said this on on uh, Locked On Bulls. If Brooklyn has two bad games, they're out of the playoffs. Y'all realize that, right? Like if Brooklyn has two bad games, they are out of the play. And the one yeah. game Kyrie Irving can't play yet. Can't play in yet. The playing tournament will end in the middle of the tournament if they're losing by halftime. That's that's what we need to understand. <laughs> no, the NBA is not going into the playoffs without Brooklyn. But no, it, it's I, I would say if I had to put my confidence in it, in anybody, the Charlotte team's more entertaining. The Charlotte team to me has more firepower, and they play a little bit better defense, but not yeah, much. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like it's a little bit because you guys got tall guys and they got Trey Young that they're trying to hide. <laughs> I still believe in the Hawks, I think. Really? Hawks, Hawks team, they can go in and, like, they can win a game, right? I feel much better about one single game with this Hawks team than I do about 
If you maybe if you change it to a series, I maybe feel better about the Hornets. I don't know why. That's just that it, it's this weird feeling that Trey can Hawks can go in and like, hey, Trey Young can go and have a yeah. game. I feel much better about him going and having a game than Lamelo or you know even Terry Rozier or Bridges or um, you know any of those guys. So I'm, and then Hawks have been there before. They've been yawning about the regular season all year, and so maybe they turn it on in the playoffs because that's what they've been waiting for. But <laughs> There you go. That's 11. what they've been waiting for. That's what they said at the beginning of the season. They said, we're over the regular season. We're over it. <laughs> over it. Oh, well, you're under it. <laughs> <laughs> you're not over it. You're under it. I'm it's over right you. Now. It is over you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Thanks for being locked on NBA. Your first listen every single day. We will be back tomorrow. It's Adam Mares with Wes Goldberg. Great episode on Friday doing the power rankings. Now, make your second listen locked on Mavs. And Lockdown Bulls. Go listen to both those shows. Lockdown experts like me and Pat covering the biggest stories around the NBA Monday through Friday in 30 minutes or less. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown NBA. Lockdown NBA.